that'll be my next thing for 2023 24 is start working on a book or two oh, so you are going to write a book for that <laughs> maybe i mean i i've been writing my whole life i i think i write well so you do, and well. you should write about the early days of crypto. Because people don't like we take it for granted the struggles and, and things like that. But one of the things I was going to ask you is, what do you think the greatest barrier is for people, merchants in particular, adopting Bitcoin and taking it as payment? Uh, right now, um, it's infrastructure. It's the point of sale systems. Anyone in the world can start a website. Start an e-commerce thing. There's a Shopify plugin. There's a WooCommerce. This. There's everything. It's so easy. Um, in the point of sale systems, there. First off, there's one good one for crypto called AnyPay, and like no one uses it. I mean, I know around here it's used, but like yeah. that's it. There's nothing else, and only certain. It, it's pretty cool in that if you accept like five different cryptos. It presents one QR code, and you can scan it, and w w it works. You don't have to have like drop-down menu of whichever one, just one. And, it, and by the time your thumb pad hit, leaves the send button, it's like confirmed on the other end. It's like great, but not all wallets will know how to use those invoices. I think they're BIP seventy or BIP two seventy uh, invoices they use, and so not all wallets know how to do that. And so there's always that thing. Um, but more importantly, the app is like a separate, it's a very lightweight, but it's a separate app. So like, for example, when I paid yesterday in crypto, I go to this French bakery, I'm like, I want this, that, that, and here's a total. So they get out of there, they close out their point of sale app real quick, and then they open this thing up and I scan a QR code and pay. Then they go back in and just record it as like a cash transaction or something. And then there you go. Hmm. And most, a lot of merchants just won't do that. A lot of them are like, no, it's all, it's all got to be in the same system. I'm not going to jump back and forth between apps. I'm just not. I'm not going to. And on, that's a little bit annoying because I've seen other ones that just have a, a plugged-in phone on a stand that's just for taking crypto. And it's just it's the same as cash. It's like you have to open the drawer for the cash and enter it. You can just, this is your drawer for the cash. But like... They they want it in their system. So when Square puts it in there, when Kate well, that's, puts it in there, when the we had all those on, things we put do. a Bitcoin ATM in, we'd give them a point of sale system for free. Here's a tablet. We train everybody. Mm -hmm. We had two big problems. One, nobody ever came in and paid. So when somebody did finally come in to pay, oh crap, I don't remember how to do this. Like it's, it's I, I opened this. I don't even know the passcode to get in this tablet now. Blah blah blah. So that was our one hurdle. And then the second one was that they had the second system that was not in their main accounting system, so they had a first data system or one of the, the payment processors that wasn't, so they have to put it in as a cash transaction and it didn't actually exist and it didn't reconcile. So at the end of the day, they had too big, of a, too, too big a headache. What was the advantage for them to do it unless they were a believer in Bitcoin? And, and that, was, that was one of the challenges we found. Well, that's exactly it. It's either that or they're making money. And the only way they make money is they have a lot of customers. And that's honestly been the number one reason it's not really worked out is the consumer demand is low. I mean, around here you have people that will spend crypto on a daily basis. Um, but other yeah, but than people that, people in crypto just, don't like to spend their crypto. It's it, too hard to get. It's too valuable. I'll spend here. I got fiat. Take my fiat. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to spend my crypto. I mean, I don't really have fiat, so <laughs> it's, it's different for me. But like, a lot of people around here will do it. They're just like they, they use it as money. It's a different habit. The thing is, it's it started ideologically for a lot of these people. That's why where then they got into the habit of doing it. But for to convince someone to you live on crypto, and this is something I'm like, you know, I think about this stuff a lot because it's, you know, 
my life's work, I guess. But like to get people to use it, okay, so you get a you get a Coinbase account or something. Let's just pretend that's what you're doing, and then you buy crypto. You link your bank account. You buy some crypto for like a one or two percent fee or whatever it is, and then you have it in this little wallet, and then it fluctuates. It does whatever, and then you just like harass merchants. I want to spend this stuff. And, and then you have to do so much extra work training them or getting them. It's like, why is anyone going to do that? They're just not. And so what we're having right now is, first off, inflation is awesome for this because, you know, the, yep. the, old world is, the old world is collapsing. It's terrible. Censorship's awful. And also there's a certain rise of um, interesting workarounds and all-in-one apps. So, for example, um, right now with the official dash wallet that i use it's one i the wallet i use the most right now you can there's coinbase integrated into the wallet so you can just buy it right in there there's like a one-click staking feature where you do like a partial masternode thing and can like earn like seven percent or whatever on that so people can like buy and earn and then there's a, a integrated merchant map in it which of course shows any merchants that accept it in the area but also shows there's this company called uh, ionia that has a service for um, gift cards which I'm sure everyone remembers the gift card age, but it's super s smooth to where you can just go up to the point of sale. How much is it? Five ninety nine. You hit five ninety nine, and then buy it in the wallet and scan the little barcode. It's like it's a very smooth workaround for actually paying, and you get some discounts and stuff. And like all that in one app makes it so that the customer doesn't have to do all this this nonsense stuff that I've been doing my entire life. Right? They can just like non-technical people can just start using this and once you have that then it's like oh i can i'll live on crypto too oh, i'll live on crypto and then a bunch of people start doing it now you have a an actual like consumer demand be like oh yeah you know i only go to like this big box store here because they have a gift card workaround in this little you know ionia thing <laughs> and and then it's like i would really like to spend to you but like i just have crypto and i want to spend it there and then they're like, really and then they get on board. They get in the app itself so that you can look, where can I spell oh, right here? Now it starts to work out. We're getting really close. But there's the problem is it's always like a small improvement takes you from like 0% adoption to like 15% adoption. That's huge. It's like just that very small. It is. We're getting really Once close. Once you hit that so. like peak, then all of a sudden merchants are falling. All, it's like websites. No, I have a website. That doesn't make any sense. And everybody starts getting it. And they're like, maybe we should have a website. And then it's like, shit, we got to get a website. Let's, well, I don't know. Just put something up. And I think the same thing will happen in crypto. Like, why don't you take crypto? That's stupid. Turn it on. Like, this, it's built into your payment processing system now. It's, it, you know, those those systems to make yeah. it so simple for people that they don't know, they don't care about the process. They just know it works. Click like Apple Pay. You go boom, boom, done, and you walk away. It, it doesn't get any easier than that, really. Um, yeah, and there's some companies like. Ionia is one of them. Pay with Moon is another one. There's a few that let you buy a in, an instant, no KYC prepaid debit card right. with crypto for an exact amount even. And so you can just, when shopping anywhere online, you can just say, like, this is what's going to be twenty five fifty nine. You just buy twenty five fifty nine of a card and just spend it like right there. And you can also put those into an Apple Pay or Samsung Pay or whatever and just tap and pay at any restaurant with crypto with you just bought like five seconds before, kind of. And so these workarounds are getting really close. It's still not as good as spending directly, 
but it's getting to the point where you can convince people to start trying to live on crypto, especially if they can stake and earn as well. It's like, oh, I just bought like, like out of my paycheck, let's just say 500 bucks every paycheck. I, I would get in, like, I get in this wallet and then I stake it. You know, if, if someone does something like that, then they can just set to where only the interest shows up in the, in the wallet and they just spend the interest. Oh, look, it's free money. And obviously I'm free, but like it's, and then they spend it and then that's, that's kind of where it goes from there. Nice. That's cool. So <clears throat> I think everybody is, is kind of watching this, this push from the government as far as with CBDCs. How do you feel mm-hmm. about them? But do you feel that a lot of that may push some of these merchants into accepting more digital currencies in order to, to help make some of these more legitimate forms of, of payment easier? I don't really know how CBDCs are going to impact the rest of crypto adoption. I think it might make it so that once you, you overhaul your payment systems, now it's, it's easier to do that. Um, I think mostly CBDCs are kind of a reaction to the crypto world. Like, agreed. The old the old world was working fine for the people that hate us, right? <laughs> and then they're just they're seeing they're going to lose to crypto. They're like, well, we'll do our own. And I mean, to a certain extent, isn't like USDC kind of like a CBDC sort of like or like how fundamentally is it different? Part. I mean, fundamentally. The thing is, I think they also realize that the efficiency of this technology that's used for good with a lot of decentralization can make the bad stuff so much more efficient. I mean, it's not like the Federal Reserve, they print the money and then a bunch of banks store it, you know, independent banks, even though they're still kind of controlled, they're still influenced by the same, you know, groups, they're still independent. They got to hold people's money. And then you got, okay, well, then you got a Venmo that's going to help you process it. And MasterCard does this. And there's so many, this patchwork of different merchants. So if you want to surveil and censor people, you need sharing agreements between these. You need to be like, call up everyone, say, hey, who, who spent what? Whereas when you have the Federal Reserve issues your, you, your account for the CBDC and just surveils everything it can uh, censor at the source, that becomes... Not fundamentally different, but fundamentally scarier and more efficient in the bad things that are already happening today. And so that's kind of, I think they're kind of licking their lips at that. Like, well, what if we get to like do that? And then what if you start to, um, they're already doing merchant co- different merchant codes with, I think, Visa about for firearms purchases, for example. And what if they start, I mean, how much easier would that be with the CBDC where now you can start to see, okay, well, we're going to do stimulus payments to people who have not who are just clean have not done anything sketchy like well maybe they're tied to spreading misinformation on social media like paypal is already going to take people's money for that i mean and then you can just airdrop to all that non-problematic people and just start redistributing wealth away from dissidents towards you know the ruling class and their people and it could i mean I'm not trying to sound too scary. I mean, but it is, could be really, really bad. And so that's why I think this next, um, I'm optimistic though, but I, I think these next few years are crucial when people start like living off of crypto. I mean, I, and I, I just saw some ad in Brave the other day that just for some company called Spritz Finance, which I've not, never, never used them, but that just lets you pay all your utility bills with only Polygon. I'm just like, 
wow, where did this come from? <laughs> like, this seems so Polygon, random, really? but like, it's That's... getting so easy. <laughs> yeah, it's like the NFT pipeline. You mint all your NFTs, you do all your trading, all your income from that. You don't have to convert. You just pay your water bill right with it. And it's like, it, we're getting so close that it's I almost think, like they I think knew we're gonna that be okay. that was needed for somebody like you. Well, everyone. Knows. I mean, yeah. all these ecosystems I mean, I, get built out. I'll let you know if I pay my water bill with Polygon one of these days. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I'm also the CBD, CDBC. I, I don't think they're that big a threat. At the end of the day, um, the only way they're going to get people to use them is give it away. So, okay, people are going to take it because they're going to mm-hmm. give it for free or their returns or whatever. Some, some method of, of getting it. Um, but at, at some point, you know, they're going to do some monkey business like this, and people are like, why would I want to hold this anymore? I'll, I'll go over here and, and self-custody my own stuff and my hold gold, hold Bitcoin, hold something else. I don't want to hold this thing that the government mm-hmm. literally just ding, turn it off and I'm like, wow. I mean, I know they could take it right out yeah. of my bank account, but it's a whole other thing. They just turn it right out of your wallet away. The weaponization of money for CBDCs, I mean, that's that well, it, to it's me inevitable. is just It'll the happen, ultimate scary part of it. But there's better it, competition yeah. but, out there now. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's, it's, for them to make a big transition, like you, you made uh, in the beginning segment, you said something about, you know, there was a mm-hmm. big moment when Nixon took us off of any kind of standard backing. Nobody even noticed. There wasn't a, er, mm-hmm. there wasn't anything on the record. Nobody was like, yeah, whatever. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing? The world didn't Nothing? stop. Like that's that's yeah. one of the most Your significant sucks, events in history. And no, you don't learn <laughs> yeah. about it. Nobody cares about it. Just, yeah, whatever. Nothing's back anymore. We're just going to continue on. Um, I think, I think, yeah. And I mean, if, if you think about Roosevelt, Roosevelt just took everyone's gold, right. <laughs> like, you know, like pirate style, don't you know, know give that. me your people gold, just like took people. Like, can you imagine people today? Like, can you imagine, let's just say Biden or successor coming in and saying like, give me all your Bitcoins. Like we're taking them all. We're only oh, yeah. using, like, that would not fly today. I don't care how dystopian the world's gotten. That would not fly today. See, but the thing is they and can't take I think it like they can these, gold. Yeah. Gold, they could physically come to your house and take it. Bitcoin, how, how are they going to take it? There's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they try. <clears throat> not, yeah. Not without a, a lot of investigative work and a lot of coercion, but yeah. Yeah. Definitely the CBDC thing is interesting because I do think that on some level, I mean, I think that it will possibly, now that, now that I'm thinking through it, it probably will push crypto adoption further for two reasons. First off, it'll just normalize not only completely digital payments, but also like a, just a new way of paying. There's people have been doing cards for like since the 50s, I think. I mean, I think that's when they first started with cards. So it's first going to change that part. But also because of the ease of censorship, like this whole PayPal nonsense and stuff, uh, it's going to ramp up. And one thing I've, it's been a difficult case to make to people up until the last few years uh, is like, why should I use crypto? It's like, well, my dollar is stable. Well, I can buy anything I want with it. And they're not wrong. They're relatively stable. They could buy anything they want. Kind of like why Open Bazaar had issues is because you can go to Amazon, buy all the things you're going to use Open Bazaar for. It's just there's there's nothing you can't really buy. But then now it's getting where, you know, 10% inflation plus, and they're not going to be able to stop that. Now it's like, oh, my money's going down. Now I need something different. And then also, oh, I can't buy everything I want. Now I need something different. Like, I'm going to buy a gun. And it's like, oh, because, like, my neighborhood's getting sketchy, which a lot of neighborhoods are. Not here in New Hampshire, but everywhere else, right? And then they're like... (laughs) 
okay, I want to buy a gun to protect myself and my family because the police got defunded in my area or whatever else, or they're just too busy doing something else dumb. And now you're like, well, I'm thinking twice, like, how's this going to show up on my like social credit score? Well, you know, not which doesn't officially exist yet, but it, people are noticing, like, how's this going to show up? Are people going to come to my house? Like, do people know? Am I on some sort of list? I don't know. Or like, I want to do, donate to this political candidate here. But now it's not the gentleman, like post-2016, it's not the gentleman's agreement of we hate each other, but we will respect the winner kind of thing. We're all still Americans. That's gone. Yeah. Now it's like war. So if you are part of the other tribe, whichever tribe it is, there's a lot of like, you don't want that data. Your life can be ruined yeah. for that. And so people what want can to I be do able to, to cancel contribute you? <laughs> anonymously. Yeah. People want to be able to contribute anonymously or at least in a way that does not link them in some sort of way that like jeopardize their job and their other things. And so people are going to want to do business in private money as well. And so, yeah, the it's, idea um, that, that your I behavior think that the, changes, yeah. like, like this is really what we're supposed to be protected from. The idea that you would buy something on Amazon or go buy something somewhere or donate something somewhere or, or whatever else that you're going to do. That's nobody's business. That's nobody's business. In that. And to not even be able Absolutely. to do that, not uh, because of some kind of regulations or laws that, that, that seems absurd to me. Um, yeah, and I think that um, we're going to we're going to get into an interesting new world because um, in the past, like the te the technology just wasn't really there for mass surveillance the way it is today, and so and with like a cash only economy, you know, people like people somehow managed to stop criminals and deal with thefts and conduct business in a cash only economy with like anonymous, untraceable money, pretty much. And they figured that out back then, and now they say, well, we need our fingers and everything. Well, no, you just need to go back to the old days where you have to actually catch criminals and not just surveil everyone. And so I think we're getting back to that. Um, we're in this interesting era where so many people's um, identity, it's gone from like a KYC world where everyone gives their government issue identity to like the email and phone number part like kind of world, which is... There's right. a lot of similarities, but you can also fake emails and stuff. And then now where it's really going to get interesting is in the decentralized digital identity realm where everyone's logging in with your MetaMask or whatever. Once that becomes like an actual identity kind of a thing that's not tied to who you are, what your birth name is, all that kind of stuff, where you could potentially have multiple identities, but they're just, they're all their own sort of a thing. And then that becomes the basis for transaction and other things. I think that we're going to have a... You know the government's just gonna have to like adapt. I think they're gonna have to take take their you know cut their losses and just say, look, we just want we just want you to pay your taxes. Like we just want oh, your man, money. You're too optimistic. I, I, don't, I don't think perspective that's though. At all. I, I think for sure they, they they already have laws in place to to require you to identify people, and so a digital identity quote, is not yeah. going to be enough. They're like, no, we want government issued ID. If if it's not government issued ID, it doesn't. And so. They're not going to put the burden on people. They're going to put the burden on businesses and banks and things like that. So you won't be able to do business with them, and they'll be responsible for that, which is the way it is today. And so they don't need to change anything. It's already there. Here's a good example of kind of like what Joel is is kind of talking to. Is so let's just talk a moment about Celsius. Mm -hmm. So Celsius goes through, you know, not a bank, the unbanked, you know, um, you know, slogan that they have. They have to file, you know, bankruptcy. 
And what do they get out of bankruptcy court? Because they're not a true financial institution, they're not a, a chartered bank, they had to release everybody's information. All their personal financial information came out because in a bankruptcy hearing, everything is, is mm-hmm. public. And so these are the yeah. types of laws that I see, you know, kind of like what Joel is talking about. These are the things that, that need to be experienced and need to eventually be updated. You know, I don't, I don't think it was fair of all those people to, to have all their information put out there. And, you know, hopefully it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't cause them any problems or, you know, make them more susceptible to fraud and scams. That's how I see things happening. I mean, it, we're kind of getting into the something analogous to the um, ride-share revolution or the file-sharing revolution. But let's just take file-sharing, right? First, I mean, the record labels had like an iron fist on distribution and consumption of records. And then file-sharing meant anyone could. And all of a sudden, people woke up to, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. They're taking all our stuff. They're just stealing songs and all this kind of stuff. And they tried to throw people in prison. They threw a few, and they couldn't stop it. They could stop a Napster, but then with BitTorrent, you just couldn't stop that. And then their their laws were kind of shown to be stupid, and they they changed them. I don't know if they cha- I don't think they really changed it, but they changed enforcement to where anyone can file share still today. No one really cares. But also, I don't think as many people are file sharing because you can just go to like a Spotify or Netflix, and just so easy to just access where you wanted right. to do if that existed you would never have had file sharing if that kind of thing existed it's too complicated so again it was too hard to cycle. Just pay spotify 20 bucks a month and be like oh i gotta yeah. download all those songs so anymore. that's where we're going i think i think we're going to a spot where uh it's going to become easy enough for people to just do whatever they want if they don't want to use coinbase they're going to use Thorchain or some DeFi thing that's like they're going to use their little um, they're going to look into a VPN so they can like pretend they don't live in the US where they can access it and all this and people are just going to do their thing US based companies are going to be freaking out because they're like we have to do all this regulatory stuff and all this kind of stuff and look at all these people just go like this is unfair to us and then they're going to come to like a negotiation we're in the negotiation period people don't think that you can negotiate with your government but you're constantly doing that right so we're in the period where we're pushing the Overton window this way. They're trying to push it this way. And at some point, you got to fight it out and find like a happy thing in the middle where you're like, I can deal with this. I can deal with, you know, I can see my, it's like, you know, like a custody agreement where I can see my government once a year when I pay the taxes and, you know, understand they're going to bust me if I'm hiding too much of my DeFi gains somewhere else. And just like, that's, that's our agreement. I'll pay your freaking taxes. And you just leave me the hell alone. Okay, well, I think we're we're getting towards the towards our time here. Um, Joel, some parting thoughts for our listeners if they wanted to go ahead and, and try to to go unbanked, live off cryptocurrencies. What's uh, what's just a couple quick suggestions for them to a get started and um, and and what do, what do you suggest that they do? Well, obviously, follow all my stuff. Look up how to live on crypto. And it's an old version, but by January, I'll have a newer version. Um, the I would say you learn to pay one thing, one regular expense with crypto and just figure it out. Once you can do that, then you just add more things that you pay. It's just the, the cold plunge like I took is experimental purposes only. It's I wouldn't tell people to do that kind of thing um your friends are going to be your biggest friend is probably going to be bit refill 
because BitRefill lets you pay your phone bill and stuff. It lets you pay almost any bill, like your water bill, your tax bill, your whatever else. You can do that through BitRefill in the U.S. and El Salvador, I think, right now. And then there is, um, if you're using Dash, there's an app called Dash Direct, which is that gift card workaround thing that's going to have like the no KYC card or whatever that helps. So that's great for spending, good user experience for spending just anywhere, buy something at Best Buy or Panera or wherever else. Um, I believe the same company has something in Cake Wallet, which is like a Bitcoin, Monero, Litecoin, basically, wallet that has the same type of thing. I don't think it has the same discounts as the Dash version and stuff, but it's another thing if you wanted to use those instead, just use that. Um, BitRefill does not do Monero or Bitcoin Cash. So it would say, like, try Dash, try Litecoin, try Bitcoin if you don't mind. I mean, the fees are low enough in next year or so. I'm sure you should be fine with, like, on-chain Bitcoin. But, yeah, just try doing that. You can pay some bills or just be like, hey, look, I'm going to buy a new computer. Let me go load up stuff at Best Buy and just spend it all through there. Yeah, you bought one thing. And then ramp it up from there. And then it, it just once you start doing that, you're just not going to go back. That's the the problem. <laughs> you get, re get ready for the wild ride because you don't start living on crypto and then just be like, you know what? I'm going to go back to, like, government money. It just I don't see people doing that. It doesn't really happen. The greener side, where the grass is actually green. So, what's what's the project you're yeah. most excited about out there? What, what, looking around the space, what, what, which which project do you see is anything related to blockchain? Yeah, just any one of the projects related to blockchain. Mm. You can say Bitcoin too. That's fine. It's <laughs> really I don't know what kind of new development is going on there. Really, one of the ones that's on the, up on my list. So, I got to split between two, uh, Dash and Thorchain. Thorchain. The thing that's got me interested in dash to begin with other than just like i was what i had to use right was um there's this project that's been <laughs> you know it's, it's kind of like the the eth 2.0 except even worse of like never launching kind of thing is like <laughs> dash evolution and a good username and contactless system on the blockchain and it's like so close it's like i've used it on testnet for over a year and it's really cool as far as like it just makes it so easy for people to transact and i don't know any month now should be out on mainnet but you know basically i'm just looking forward to just being able to just pay someone's username and just have all my transaction history between that person clarified with that but then there's no you can't see it on the blockchain there's no lack of privacy there's no loss of privacy at all in that i'm super looking forward to that finally um, and then also, I've been using Thorchain for a while, which is basically a cross-chain Uniswap, if that you know helps people out. You can, it's like old-school Shapeshift, Shapeshift, new-school Shapeshift actually uses Thorchain for their backend, right? Just swap any token for any, any token for any token, any L1 for any L1. And then you can also provide liquidity, so you can kind of like earn interest on any token, really. And they're... They're doing a, they call it single-sided LPing, which is single-sided liquidity providing, which basically means you could deposit like half a Bitcoin or, you know, or a small fraction, whatever. Let's just say 0.1 Bitcoin. You deposit 0.1 Bitcoin and you just earn interest on that Bitcoin in Bitcoin. So when you withdraw it, now you have your old Bitcoin back, but plus a little bit, and it's like a trustless system. That's going to be cool because you imagine uh, a tr like a protocol level trustless crypto savings account for any crypto. 
that's paid for by trading fees, right? As far as like the liquidity and stuff, that's going to be really cool. Like, I think that's that thing. It's like now it's not like, oh, are you forming a part of a master node or Ethereum? You can do a staking Lido, staking pool. It's like do Doge. You can get Doge interest and stuff. Like, I think that's another part of the killer app that we're waiting for. So those so two things conduit, are what it's like a, it's like a conduit me up for at swaps night between about. different chains and things. I, I've been following them. I, yeah. A lot of people have been like what you said and just excited about all the different swaps that they have on there and all the different you know opportunities. I think wasn't there like a dragon chain? They just had a, a run in with the SEC I think recently. So or not them, but one of the Anyway. Yeah, who doesn't these days? <laughs> the SEC is probably waiting for me in my driveway out there. On, on the company you never formed, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks, thanks for coming well, Joel. on. It was, a, it was a pleasure having you and nice uh, learning. And always always interesting listening time. to thanks. people living in crypto. It's getting easier today, yeah. I think. And that's There's like good, 12 of but, us. Uh, certainly. When you missed that to break everyone's <laughs> arm to take crypto. Tell you it was a rough one. <laughs> and for anybody who's out there who wants to to follow you, where can they where can they find you at and, and read some of your writings? So on Twitter, I'm at the Desert Links, not Desert Linux. Desert is in a hot place. <laughs> uh, links in Kitty Cat. Um, that's probably the best way. And then anywhere else, just look for either my name or my channel is Digital Cash Network, and it's on like YouTube odyssey spotify all these kinds of places like that on tiktok instagram everywhere and that pretty much you know covers all the bases um yeah that'll and then if you just specifically want to know about how to live on crypto look up how to live on crypto and if you do a little bit of searching about like my name plus live on crypto on like youtube you'll find like cnn came out and did a little piece on me a couple of years ago um, Naomi Brockwell's done a bunch of stuff on me. There's like a few documentaries. There's a bunch of stuff if you want to like kind of get into that a little bit more and also see what I used to look like when I was like 20 pounds heavier. So we'll do all that. <laughs> Hi, Joel. Well, hey, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners do too. Yeah, likewise. So another great episode as we uh, begin to wrap it up. Let's just kind of talk through a, a real short recap. Joel. Man, he is an interesting guy, Eric. Uh, living unbanked and being able to live, you know, off cryptocurrency—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting life. Um, intriguing, I find it intriguing at least. Well, he's a true believer, that's for sure. He's been in the space a long time. He's written about the space. He's been—he's <laughs> seen the ups and downs and the wars and all the the craziness. And people people may not appreciate it today, but uh, you know. I remember him from Dash, and now he's into a whole bunch of different other things. And so it's it's super interesting to see somebody living on crypto. And I think there'll be more and more of them, more people following his lead and people like him that are just, you know, they learn to do it. And eventually there's a big enough market there that people are going to cater to them and it, it becomes easier and easier. It's much harder back in the day when people were traveling around the world on Bitcoin and nobody knew what it was than it is today at least people know what it is you'll, you'll find somebody interested in buying at least enough to get you food and things like that but back in the you know uh, yeah so it's very interesting to hear his experiences and his advice um, well it's really cool because i mean we're we're just starting out you know finding uh finding these interesting folks joel's definitely one of them sounds like you know the meetup groups that he's been part of there's a lot of awesome people that have been able to go there yeah i didn't know he did the i didn't know he did those he, so okay so i ran a meetup group back and we just got this envelope full of brochures and they were actually really useful and educational and we're like oh this is great thank you 
it was some nonprofit, uh, but it was actually super helpful. We'd bring them and give them out and things. Like, and I had no idea that he did that. That was his. Thing. Yeah. And it's just awesome. I mean, the whole idea that there are other people besides ourselves out there that are dedicating their life to, to cryptocurrencies and educating people, um, just really, really cool. Um, it's going to be interesting though, cause Joel is on my list. We got to bring him back on, um, you know, in the future, get a, get a recap and, uh, see if he wrote those books he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we'll get around to it when, when there's a slowdown in the market. Ha ha. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, for you, our listeners, if you're hearing this message, once again, you've listened all the way to the end of our episode. And for that, we want to thank you. If you've liked this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and Spotify or wherever you're listening to this episode at. If you liked it enough, make sure you share the episode with your friends. And if you have any questions about anything that was on our episode today, uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, we answer all the messages that we get. So don't hesitate, as always, to reach out to us. And you can join us to continue the conversation on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, everyone.